Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Round 717. I'm your host, Carl Frederick. Um, coming back to another recapping more action around 717. If you're not up to date, Cocalico shocked everybody, I think, in the state, including myself, with a big, big victory over Exeter, 34 to 14. And let me tell you something covering that game, being on the sideline, that was not a fluke. Cocalico won that game. Flat out just came in there from the opening kickoff and took their lunch money. So very impressive. Cocalico wins their, I believe, fourth school district title. Um, congratulations to all of them, especially it's you know, Coach Stroll. This is his first as a head coach, and now you know he gets to and they get the you know privilege of taking on Pine Richland this week in the state matchup out in Altoona, which will certainly be a doozy. Uh, Pine Richland is the WPIL champion, but you know, recapping that game, you saw it from the first first drive where Calico went about 65 yards and 15 plays. Um, they're nearly chewing off almost the entire first quarter. There was about three minutes left in the, in the first quarter in their opening drive where they punched it in with uh, leading rusher Sam Steffi, um, knocking it in from two yards out. Coach Strong and Cocalico, the game plan went 100% the way they wanted it to. They controlled the clock, the triple option, and honestly, Exeter could not get anything going. I did not understand their, their game plan whatsoever. It just seemed like from an outsider's perspective, they just thought, you know, hey, we have this beautiful stadium. We're, we're hosting the district title game. You know, we're about to go back to back and we're on the States. They, I don't even know if they prepared for this matchup. That's how, you know, bizarre their game plan was because they couldn't get the ball to Schaeffler. Scheffler, excuse me, the big time wide receiver slash tight end. He's going, he's off to Penn State, I believe, in a couple weeks. Um, and they couldn't get the ball to him. They couldn't get that big, big time running, running game with Richie Karstens going. Um, Kukalko dominated the line of scrimmage both sides of the ball. I've been hearing about, and let me tell you something with the Eagles of Cocalico. I've been hearing about uh, this guy named Chucky Drain for quite some bit from some of our writers. And he's a, and he, he's a dude. He's just one of those dudes. Like you don't want to block. He, he was knocking the crap out of everybody. Exeter had to throw, throw at him. Couldn't stop him. He's been you know, the best D lineman for my money in, in the entire LL Burks league. He was dominant. The whole defensive you know, not just the defensive line, the entire defense dominated Exeter and held them to 14 points. It's one of the most explosive offenses, offenses in the state. They held them to 14 points. 14 points. You believe that? This is a team in Exeter that went into Manheim Central twice now, last year and this year, and beat them soundly. They also, you know, beat Governor Mifflin with Nick Singleton last year. And they, quite frankly, up until this matchup, have just been on cruise control. And they didn't know how to adapt. Cocalico scores first. They go up 7 nothing, And then Exeter has a quick three and out. Then uh, after that, Cocalico has another drive. And that, that ended with uh, Braden Epinet, who's coming back, for, who came back from injury. Now, he took a jet sweep, 47 yards for the house. And just like that, with about 10 minutes left in the second quarter. It's already 13 nothing Kukalico. Just like that. And the game had just went by uh, so quickly. Um, but anyways, congrats, Kukalico. I'm going to recap that a little bit more. I got a couple of uh, guests that are coming on here in a little bit. Um, we're gonna, first, we're going to have uh, Reading head coach Troy Godinay. Um, coach Troy has been a longtime friend of mine. We actually, if you, for those who don't know, we went to school together at Mansfield. We technically played together. I mean, he played. I was on the team. But he's a good friend. He's a, a loyal dude. And he's going to come on and discuss Reading season. You know, Coach Troy, he did a tremendous job this year. He, you know, he, he's building, he's building something there at Reading and it's showing. They were competitive throughout the year. They finished the year, I believe, at three and seven, which is a marked improvement from a year ago. But they're, you know, they're in this. They're, there's no doubt in my mind. And I'm not just saying this because, you know, he's my friend, but he's no doubt in my mind that, Coach Troy will have Redding competing and have them back in the thick of the Section 1 race here 
for the next couple of years. I mean, he's going to talk about the, the involvement he's had with the community at Reading, you know, some of his players. They had a lot. I mean, we're, we're going to the all, all conference selections. Reading was well represented. Amir, Amir Beardine was uh, the athlete of the year, first team selection. Ruben Rodriguez was uh, wide receiver of the year, um, along with Landon Tenwell, man in the township. They shared that honor. Um, Rodriguez, which is pretty cool. He's a basketball, he's a basketball player. He's committed to, uh, I want to say, where is he committed to? I believe Drexel. I'll have to get that when Coach Troy comes on. But uh, quite, quite the story. He went out for football and had himself a really nice year. But they they have a bunch of guys well represented, first team, second team, honorable mention. You know, and so Coach Troy has them on the on the right track. And then later in the in the show, we're going to have uh, Section 1 Coach of the Year, Coach George Egger, our guy. You know, our guy, Coach Egger, you know, was uh, received Section 1 Coach of the Year. Well-deserved, by the way, last night. So we're going to have him on, talk about that, talk about his awesome senior class and their season that ended up two weeks ago with a district semifinal loss to Manheim Township. You know, they'd beaten, as you know, they've beaten Manheim Township earlier in the year. Uh, but this time around, man, I have Township went in there and beat them 42-7. So I don't know if he's going to want to talk about that. I know he, you know, if you heard him earlier this season, he has a lot of, a lot of connections with man, I Township. Obviously, he was uh, one of the best receivers to come out of there uh, back in the day. Uh, but he still keeps in contact with a lot of family and friends there. Um, but, you know, I wonder if he wants to talk about the speech last night because what I'm get- gathering is his speech you know, was uh, tremendous. And I'm not surprised. Coach Eggers a stand-up guy. He's true to his heart, true to his word. So we're going to have him on a- after uh, Coach Troy, and he's going to talk about that as senior class and what's upcoming uh, for Hempfield football. Um, recapping, though, so the teams remaining in the well, – first of all, congratulations to Calico and Wyoming, both teams uh, winning their respective district titles, Calico winning the 5A title. And uh, Wyoming winning the 3A title. They will both play um, for um, the, in the state semifinals this week. And so Wyoming beat Danville on a, a 21-19 last week. Danville missed a last-second field goal. Sounds like that was a that, that was a barn burner. So Wyoming, you know, continues their path. They're looking to you know get their first state title since 2012. This you know they, you might say this every year about Wyoming, but this is the year to do it. You have a Diane. Javon Williams, Javent Williams, excuse me, um, Penn State commit. He's enrolling there in January. I talking with a lot of Penn State guys. They're really excited about him to get enrolled there. And if you're watching Penn State, you know they play freshmen, freshmen that you know, or they play him right away. You just saw Big Ten freshman of the year, Nicholas Singleton. Where's he from? Governor Mifflin. We all know that. Katron Allen, IMG Academy, true freshman. You know, Drew Aller would have played at a lot of places, but, you know, Sean Clifford, a longtime starter, stood in his way, but he still got in close to eight or nine games, I believe. So, you know, Franklin plays freshman, and, you know, Penn State, for the first time in a while, has a lot of depth on their O-line. So it'll be interesting to see guys like Williams, you know, fit in. I mean, Drew Shelton from Downingtown already, you know, started in a handful of games this year. They had to burn his red shirt, and he played quite well. So freshman that – are those dudes they they play and they play them often and they're starting to make a difference you know if you're a Penn State fan you have to there's no reason not to be excited about this future they're they're going to return a lot from this team that just went 10 and 2 a very good chance they're going to play in the Rose Bowl but also keep in mind you know outside of Joey Porter who's going to be a, a top 10 pick one of the best corners I've seen come out of Penn State in quite some time no exaggeration to lose him, you might you're gonna lose a couple of guys defensively. PJ Mustafer sticks out. Um, Jonathan Sutherland from a leadership standpoint. And a couple of guys up front, you lose Juice Scruggs, who good chance he leaves. You know, he was an outstanding leader on the offensive line. Um, he really came into his own this year. I mean, obviously Clifford, I don't think he has any more eligibility left, but who knows? Maybe we'll come back for another year. Who knows? But no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, there, but you have to feel really good about Penn State's future there, and it will be interesting to see if a guy like Williams, who you know, is 
enrolling in January if he's going to crack the rotation early on. Because they, you know, with Olufushano coming back, um, their O-line should be pretty set. So he might not have to play right away, and that's not a bad thing. You know, with this transfer portal, kids get, you know, I don't want to say lost, but they just, if they're not playing right away, you, if you see the numbers, the transfer portal has thousands of kids right now, and it's just a few days in. That's just going to continue to grow. I don't know what the solution is to that, but, you know, I think Penn State, if you're looking at them as a young buck in terms of a recruiting standpoint, you know Franklin's playing you right away if you're worth the crap. So there's the goes to show. So it's interesting to see if Williams uh, ends up seeing any rotate um, any time in the rotation next season because there's and, and this is not my bias opinion because I'm a Penn State fan. You know, with Fushanu staying, the two freshman running backs, there's a good chance Parker Washington stays. I bet they add a receiver out of the transfer portal. Um, there's no reason Penn State shouldn't be a national title tender if Drew Aller is the guy that it, a lot of people think he is. I'm still not 100% sold on him. And for those that are asking, because I get this a lot, Bo Pabrula, I bet, will not transfer. I'll just go on record and say that now. I've heard, you know, I interviewed the kid, you know, great kid last year. And, even, you know, people were, you know, wondering, I've been wondering this since uh, Aller committed, was Pabrula going to move away? Because if you know the backstory, Pabrula committed under uh, their previous offensive coordinator, not Urich. Um, so, so far, so good. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things. I heard, you know, I know he suited up for every game. I don't think he appeared in one game this year, but. He'll be the backup this year, and you think about it too. When you talk to the kid, he, you know, he he seemed committed as ever to Penn State, regardless of what was thrown in front of him. So I don't just think you know we're all we're so you know because of this transfer portal, we as fans and media are so accustomed. Oh, the dude's not playing right away; he's going to transfer, and that just has to happen. That's I mean, I, I tell people this now; it doesn't have to happen. I mean, he just may want the education and. If the if reality is if this Aller dude is legit, you know I'm talking like a first round pick. He's Pabrula is only gonna have to sit another year or two because you know as you know Drew Aller will be draft eligible in two years if if that's what if he progresses the way that most prognosticators are saying. So we'll see about that, and saying that could be Pabrula's time. Who knows? Who knows? I I mean, a lot of people are. You know, really, uh, state. You know, they're they're convinced he's going to enter his name in the transfer portal. Talking about Bo Pruel, the the Central York grad. I don't think that's the case. I think he's there for the long haul, and I think he'll see some time sooner than most people think. Um, but you know, that's for that could be for another topic, and it should be a you know, should make it for a fun off season. That's for sure. A lot a lot of stuff to discuss, but we're not here to discuss that. Um, like I said, this is Carl Frederick with the round the 717 uh, state playoff edition. Um, congrats again to Cocalico. Man, what a victory that was. And they head off the face Pine Richland, the WPIL champion. Um, but right now, I'm going to welcome the first guest, and that's Coach Coach Troy Godney. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing all right, boss. How about yourself? All right, my man. Hey, no problems getting in this time. You're good to go. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, no problems, man. No problem. <laughs> well, coach, man, I, I appreciate you coming back on. I appreciate the um the last you know, I, I know I kind of got at you last minute today, so I appreciate you taking the time, my friend. Oh, for sure, man. You know I appreciate you guys all the time. So I yeah, yeah. make sure I got on here. Well, coach, last when we when we talked to you last year, beginning uh section play, and you know, I, I knew you felt pretty confident about your young guys, you know, and then trying to get them to buy in. And, I mean, I, I was just talking about it, Coach. You, you guys really – I mean, you obviously you approved from last year, but it's not like, you know, you were going in every matchup. I mean, I, I remember watching that Wilson game. You guys were in that matchup despite what the final score said. I think you guys really improved as the year went out. Can you talk more about your season, Coach? Uh, I was just really impressed with the, the way that our young guys came out and and just bought into each other and bought into the program and just battled for each other. And the most important thing is to get these kids to play for themselves and, and for each other and and play for the we instead of the I. And that's been something that we struggled with in the past. That's something that these kids really started to um, engage in. And 
I mean, there was, there was some times and there's some games where things got out of hand a little early, but the kids continue to battle and fight for each other and um, just really, really just bought into what we wanted to do and, and getting better in every single aspect of the game. And I, I was just very impressed with the way they, they approached the season, practice, and <clears throat> I mean, our seniors laid the foundation for our young guys and, and what it takes to work and um, what it takes to come together and continue to build to be the best them and and we're looking forward to continue to climb. That's awesome, Coach. And you're, you could, you could tell anybody knows that you've had, you have the not only your players but the whole community bought in too. And speaking of impressive, you, I, I was, I, that was actually me. You were messaging last night in the seven one seven account. Did I read that correct? Twenty one kids with a three GPA or better. Yeah, man, we had twenty one kids with a three zero or better, and um, we had seven kids with a with a three five or better. So it was just, um, again, this is the kids buying into just being the best them at all times and competing on every aspect. And the academic side is something that we're going to hold them to as far as the standard. And, you know, put so we can hopefully put themselves in a position that when it's time for them to graduate high school, they're able to go on and play college ball or just continue to go on and get an education and better themselves as young men. Um, and Trust me, and, and, and believe me, when I say that that's impressive from what I've seen in the past within our student-athletes, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very pleased with the growth in the academic aspect. And that comes from our coaches holding them to a standard on an everyday basis, and not yeah, just in the classroom, be, but in the hallways. Yeah. That was going to be my next question is, um, like, what, what, like, what are you as a coach is holding them to? Like, do you have, like, study halls implemented or – you have academic advising sessions. What what are you as coaches holding them accountable for this? Because that that's really impressive, coach. Yeah, I mean, honestly, just for us as coaches, you know, we we have study table hours. They have study table twice a week, um, and beyond that, you know, we're we're lifting at, outside of that. But you know, if their academics aren't where they need to be, then their academics are going to take the the main um, precedence of what they have to do before practice. And, um, you know, playing academics is does is and does play a part in your playing time. You know, okay. if you're not taking care of what you got to take care of academically, um, you're not going to play on the football field. And I think, you know, the kids really want to play on the football field. They really want to turn this program around and they really want to compete in all aspects. So, you know, that's not really an issue that we're dealing with. But, you know, the fact that they're buying into just being better student athletes in general is something that we're very pleased with. That's awesome, Coach. Now, let me ask you, um, because I know we were going back and forth last night, and you, Reading was well represented on the all-conference honors. I'm not just saying that because you agreed to come on the last minute. You guys were, you know, well represented. Um, tell us about, uh, let's start with the Amir and Ruben. Now, because um, we had you on earlier in the year, and we knew they were your your your, your go-to playmakers, um, but both getting uh, first-team selections. Tell, tell them about the character of these two kids, and what's next for both of them? Well, the thing that people don't talk about was Ruben, right? I mean, he's a Division One basketball player. Right. Berks County player of the year, first team all-state basketball. Now he's like the 11th league co-receiver of the year, first team offense. And um, But the people don't talk about it is the fact that he's first team all-character. You know, like that kid just does the right things on a regular basis all the time. And he's not just a leader within our football team, but a leader within our community for our young kids. And um. With him and Amir, you know, Amir is just, I was so excited and we were so excited for him to just be on the football field because, you know, the adversity that he battled with the talent that he has and not being able to have a, a true sophomore season because of COVID and running right. having a season and then his junior year, him um, dealing with his collarbone. You know, we were super excited for him to get on the field because he battled and fought a lot of adversity. And that's a lot on a young man, you know, like. Um, to go through those things and still battle and become a better athlete and bigger, faster, and stronger and be the best him. Um, we're just excited for him to get in the football field because that we, we know that's where his heart is and that's what's going to help his spirit grow the most. And the people think, the thing that people don't know about Amir is he literally just turned 17 during the football season. Oh, so he's probably the youngest kid wow. in our, he's probably the youngest kid in Red and High's senior class in general. Um, but that kid is just amazing. And we knew that they were going to flourish. We knew that they had a great relationship off the court and right. off the field. Um, so we knew that when it comes to being on the field, it doesn't want to translate there. 
and and they're just two dogs. Like they're gonna push the kids to be the best them, no matter what it is. And um, the younger kids gravitated towards them. So the, the and it was just great to see it, like them get recognized, and especially Amir. You know, on both sides of the ball because the kid is just an athlete and he's electric with the ball in his hand. And then defensively, I mean, the kid can play Division One football. You know, and um, he's still going through the recruiting process right now, so we're going to see what happens. But he does have some FCS interests, and you know, of course, Ruben's going to play Division One basketball. You know, he signed the Rider, and hey, when does he enroll well. at Rider? Is he uh, playing? He'll, he'll, um, yeah, he'll, he'll he'll be playing. He'll be playing for Rider next year. Okay, yeah. So, but he he's not enrolling. Like I see a lot of kids now enrolling in January. So he's going to play for Reading oh, yeah. this winter, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, because I, I, I had to ask because the, I was at the LL, LL Media Day this week and the McCaskey kids were talking about, you know, uh, the, the, Redding, the matchup with Redding, I believe, in a week or two that they're excited for because McCaskey's trying to get their basketball program, on, you know, back to where it once was, and they know they, they got an early huge test with Ruben and Redding, so that, I just had to ask that. So Ruben will be in uniform. Okay, good to know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> now that's great about Amir. I think that's a, such a great story, and you'll have to keep us updated on his FCF looks because I agree with you. He definitely can play major college football. You know, his his ceiling is so high as a seventeen year old. I didn't realize he was seventeen. Holy cow! Um, that but that's great. Yeah. You know, happy for him. But you have a lot of um, a lot of young young bucks with some uh, selections. And um, <laughs> talk talk more about them. I, I, I see Mister Laws's nephew. Get honorable mention? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the crazy thing about our young kids is uh, Michael Oyedemi. This is actually Michael Oyedemi, um, Gabriel Laws, and Keyshawn Ifis. They're Michael the junior, Keyshawn, and um, Gabriel are sophomores. All three of them have only been playing football for realistically like three years. Wow. And Mike, well, Michael is going to be playing football two years. And I mean, in totality, like, you know, most of the time you see kids come up from the youth level, from the mites and the mighty mites, but they're young in football and, and football experience. But the fact that they're going out there and showing and like growth and maturity on the football field and, and they're taking their lessons in, um, it's, it's amazing, man. It's just great to see them like continue to climb and continue to focus on their growth and, I'm telling you right now, man, those kids' futures are, are through the roof, man. And then Romello um, Fuentes, he's he's our leader on the offensive line. He's just a kid that's going to come out and give everything he has. He's not going to complain about any injuries he has. He's going to battle through. He's a really good wrestler, too, and he's only a sophomore. Okay. So, oh, well, I thought, I, I, thought, mean, I thought he was a sophomore. Okay. Yeah, like okay. we're really we're, we're, we're really young and talent, but – and those kids are going to still continue to grow and continue to get better, and um, we're excited for them, man. That's awesome, Coach. Now, what does the off season entail for you? I know you you stay busy, Coach. I know, um, but like, what does the off season entail for you and Reading football? I mean, I'm sure you kids are already in the weight, like burying themselves in the weight room. What what all will it entail? Do you have any camps lined up, or what's all going down? Yeah, right now we're just focusing on putting our kids in the best situation possible with with the weight room and with speed camp. You know, of course, bigger, faster, stronger, but we still continue to do study halls and study tables for kids that are at a certain point within their GPA and want to grow to a certain point within their GPA. So we still continue to do that. And we're always going to be super active in the community. We already have community service set up for Saturday. Um our, our kids are going to be very active in the community. And that was something that we, that we all was very proud of our kids, like competing to take community service spots over the summer. And you can see it already as far as them doing what they have to do in the winter. And of course, fundraising. So we can do, what we have to do as far as camps in the summer and getting our kids to places. Um, you know, our get our kids got to go to Florida state this, for the yeah. Florida state, Florida. Game. Were you that just was, there? That was a great. Yeah. Yeah. Our oh, thanks for the invite. Was, was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty good experience for them, man. And you know, and that's 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 based upon their work. You know what I mean? That has nothing to do with anything else other than their work and and people seeing the potential in them and things of that nature. So, um, 
that that was a tremendous experience for them. And I think that alone, that atmosphere just motivated them even more because that place was crazy. Yeah, and that was a great game, too. Back and forth and floating the Seminoles. Held on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot you were at that game. I was going to text you during the game because I saw you and your players <laughs> posting on that stuff. That's, you know, thanks. For, you know, I'll, I'll let it go about the invite, but other than that, it's all good. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Now, pivoting now to. I want to ask you about uh, why I'm missing and, and their matchup this week. I know because they're, you know, from Burks. Um, what can we expect out of them? Is this finally the year why missing is going to break, break through and win the state title? Uh, man, we're rooting for them. We're rooting for them guys. Uh, you know, they got a good program over there. The kids are consistent within what they want to do and how they carry themselves. And yeah. We're rooting for them guys, you know, like it's 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 a special thing to play in Berks County. Like we really root for each other and and they got some real talent, man. They got talent and it's it's yeah, it's there. And it's not just deep it's not just the seniors and the juniors and they got kids coming up that are very talented. So they're gonna to continue to build and continue to be them and I think they'll have plenty of chances to be successful down the line, but this year looks like it's going it's a special year for them and I think they're gonna take care of what they have to take care of. That's cool, and I I noticed that too. Being a, I was at Exeter's game um, against Cocalico last week. That I mean that what you just said, all the Burks teams roof one another. That is one hundred percent accurate. So, were you upset about Exeter being defeated last week at all? I mean, were you keeping up with that game too? It was a wild one, man. Yeah, it, it was a wild one, man. But I mean, we couldn't go to that game because of what we were doing because <laughs> we were down to Florida State, but. <laughs> I know you couldn't go. I didn't know if you were keeping up. Yeah, so they're on the phones looking. They're on the phones checking, trying to get the score, things of that nature, you know. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was, it was surprising, man. High school football is – it's it's, it's every any, – any given Friday, right? Any given Friday where yeah. anybody can take care of business and anybody can shock anybody, anybody can come out and yes, play their sir. best game. You never know what's going to happen. And I mean, that's a good program over there, so. Um, you know, it's never really shocking, honestly, because they're always doing what they have to do in a year on a year out basis. So, yeah, um, but yeah, they had a really good season, and they do they do a good job of developing young men over there. Okay, okay, yeah, it was a it was a stunner. I mean, Cocalico, you know, had a great game plan. I was talking about earlier and watched that up live. I got to see uh, the Scheffler kid up up close. He is bigger than I than I thought, and the uh, Joey Scheffler would. I, I always pronounce his last name. Oh right. yeah, yeah. He's yeah, uh, he, he, he's done he's done a good job, man, of filling his body out. You know, he's working hard and is yeah, man. That kid, yeah. that he's a big kid, man. Well, tell me um, now. I'll let you go on, on this one, uh, Coach. You have an event uh, for Red, Reading for the alumni. This this is it. This weekend. Tell me more about that. Well, no, it's not this weekend. But it's when we when we whenever we when we have spring ball. Uh, we're going to have um, Friday alumni lights. Okay. And it's just pretty much like just bringing the alumni down at the end of spring ball and um, making sure that they're engaging with the program and they feel welcome home. And, you know, Reading has a such such a rich tradition within football. Um, but unfortunately, you know, like the success of basketball kind of overshadows it a little bit. But I think people are starting to go back, like remember those days. And that's what we're trying to get back to, you know, bringing that history back, making sure our alumni feel welcome back to come home and, you know, just reconnect and be part of the program and um, be part of the, the transition into what we want to do in our growth as a program. Because there's a lot of successful uh, football players that came through Reading High. And our, our, it's so long ago that our kids really don't think about it. And you don't you don't hear about it often, but it's important to bring that back to our program and to our city and to our community and, and, and just bring a vibe and an energy for football. We're going to continue to build on the energy and the buzz that we have right now in the city and, and bring those guys home and have them be part of a practice and just watch and just see how things are going and interact with the kids and meet the coaches and things of that nature. That's awesome. That's awesome. You'll have to keep me up to date on that. I'll definitely spread the word. I'd like to be there to cover that too, coaches. I, I mean, I agree with you 100%. There is a rich tradition of Reading football players, Reading football, I should say. And unfortunately I was on the bare end of a lot of beatings. I was on the other side of those beatings for many times as a player, but 
<laughs> you know all about it better than I do with the tradition. So that's great. You have to keep us up to date on that. We'd love to promote that for you, coach. I'm not 100%. You guys will definitely get the invite down for that. That's awesome, coach. That's awesome. What, like, now, I'll let you go on this. What is the, you have, you plan on me on, you were just at Florida State. I don't know if that was that your little vacation. I don't know. I know you stay working. Do you have anything fun lined up for Coach Troy for yourself? So actually, man, I'm, 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 I'm probably, my birthday is December 27th. So, um, you know, I don't have a wife. I don't have any kids. So I'm going to, I'm going to celebrate and probably take myself to a bowl game, <laughs> take myself to a bowl game somewhere, man. And, and oh, enjoy yeah? my, my time away. Yeah, okay. man. That's, that's, yeah, I love college football. So I'm just going to get away, go to a bowl game. I don't know which one yet. So we got to wait till those games fill out, but that's going to be my time away and my time to kind of decompress everything and, and release my mind and get my mental to where it needs to be because, you know, we're still in the super engagement mode and we're still grinding, you know, for the kids recruitment and still making sure they finish out where they got to finish academically and, and things of that nature. So the work doesn't stop. It ain't ever going to stop, you know, but during that holiday break, that's when I'm going to get away a little bit. Uh, you know, coach, I, I'm, I can't remember if you, you followed, if you were a Penn state fan too, but there's a good chance you're going to be in the Rose bowl. That could be a nice little trip for you, man. I'm just saying. Yeah, man, I I don't know. I have some family out there too, so we'll see what happens. Oh, okay. You already gonna line up. Coach Coach is gonna be yeah. at the Rose Bowl. We already know it. For his birthday. <laughs> Might as well be. Hey, hey coach, I really appreciate you joining joining the show, man. I'm, I'm you know one hundred percent behind you. We go way back, so I appreciate you taking the time and you know, all the best. You're doing great work there and we're behind you one hundred percent, coach. Brian, we appreciate it, man. We appreciate the love. We appreciate the support. Our kids appreciate it. And um, we appreciate the work that you're doing, man. You're doing a great job. Keep doing what you have to do. Thank you know, you. it's amazing to, get, to have media outlets out there promoting the positivity within kids because a lot of times you see the media outlets start pushing the negative aspects and getting caught up in those things that, you know, and, and forgetting that these are kids. But I think you guys do a really good job of you know, making sure the kids are the main focus of everything, and we appreciate that. That means the world, Coach. Well, all the best to you this, this uh, off season. I know we'll be in contact, and we're going to get, you know, happy early birthday. Hopefully you're celebrating at the Rose Bowl, Coach. <laughs> Sounds good, brother. You have a great night. <sighs> all right, Coach. You too, man. Thanks again. No problem. Go Red Knights. <laughs> Take care, Coach. That was Coach Coach Troy, Coach Troy Godney, my my longtime friend. Uh, he joined the show and talking about Reading season, talking about their kids. You could see the commitment that man is doing and how much he bleeds the Red Knights, you know, the black and red. And it's easy to get behind. It's easy to get behind a lot of these coaches. Um, Coach Troy, you know, he's going to a situation before. Reading, you know, for a while they were kind of directionless. Now he's the head man. You could see the direction is trending up for the Red Knights. We're going to take a quick break, and after this, I'm going to have another uh, guest, uh, Coach George Egger from Hempfield, Section One Coach of the Year. He's going to join the show. Be right back. For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media, on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. Okay, back here. Um, that was uh, thanks again to Coach Troy. Uh, coming, I never asked him if he, <laughs> it's terrible. I didn't even ask him if he, if he prefers Coach Troy or Coach Godney. Uh, but Coach, nonetheless, Coach Troy Godney joined me from Reading again, talking about their season and how he has them up and coming. That was great. Uh, we're going to be joined here in a few minutes by Hempfield uh, head coach uh, George Ager, and who was if you if you don't know. Coach Eger is only in three years he's won a section title at Hempfield, something that uh, 
had been done since 2005, back when my uh, good friend Doug Masick was tearing up linemen all across the league. Um, that was a long time ago. It's just, so Hemfield getting the section title under his watch is a great story, and he rightfully uh, uh, was honored the Section 1 L.L. Burks Coach of the Year. So we're going to have him on in a little bit. He's going to talk about their season, you know, what the offseason entails, because well, Hemfield had a great run. You know, a lot of they're going to lose a good bit, but you know they're going to get a lot of guys coming back. Jackson Landis is only a junior. He was, and congrats to him on being second team, uh, all league. You know that was well deserved, obviously. Um, and uh, Dave, and don't forget about uh, David Palpale. You know the big time lineman. He was rightfully earned the Section One Lineman of the Year. Um, he is a force to be reckoned with. If you don't know about him, he's already had major offers from USC, Miami, Penn State, Louisville, uh, Temple, and that, that that list will only grow. He started getting offers as a senior, so that I'm a senior as a sophomore, and he's a junior this year, wrecking havoc on both sides of the football. You know, and, he, and when you when you look at linemen, like nowadays, you I mean, the linemen that stand out. Typically, in my opinion, are the ones that they don't carry a lot of uh, dead weight. Uh, you look at guys like him and and Williams. You know, yeah, they're bigger, but that's not that's not body fat. That's all muscle. So when you see uh, David Pale Pale coming across at you, that's uh, close to three hundred pounds of all muscle. So he's a dude, and Hemfield has a lot of guys like him coming back. So it'll be interesting to see how Coach Egger takes this. Uh, into the offseason and the next year, what that entails for the Black Knights, because there's a lot to look forward to if you're a Hempfield fan, that's for sure. I know the season didn't end the way you wanted to, especially losing to your bitter rival, man, I'm Township, but a lot to look forward to. So we're going to have to ask him about this Township rivalry, which is, quite frankly, a lot of fun. If, if you're a high school football fan, especially the L.L. Burks, these two schools don't like one another. They're literally five minutes away. And you know, we've had Hayden Johnson on. We've had Coach Ager on earlier this year. Anybody who knows, knows this rivalry. It could be football. It could be soccer. It could be chess. They want to win at everything. And in this, you know, so that'll be fun, especially with basketball starting up. You know, Township, if you don't know, you know, got, got uh, shared the Section 1 title with Hemfield last year in basketball thanks to a late-season push. Um, and I saw we interviewed both both schools at media day. Um, so that'll be the LL basketball season is a lot to look forward to. Um, Hempfield should be the prohibitive favorite, not only the section, but in my money, though, they should win the leagues this year. They were a, a Ty Burton uh, triple doink bounce, a three pointer from from taking the league title. But Coach Walk, you know, he's. He was, you know, a great dude. He's been around. He's been around the game of basketball a long time. He has them ready, and they and we, you know, we got to interview Miguel Pena, the the best defender in all of the LL, one of the best players in all the LL, the Section One Player of the Year last year. Um, he's a senior this year. He, you know, I could you could tell by this kid. I can't wait. He was one of the most impressive kids I interviewed um, during media day, and they were all all the schools and kids were great, but you could tell like, he doesn't. He's he's a emotionally unapologetic. You know, they used to describe that way about James Franklin, and I've kind of run with that term. He's not going to shy away. He wants to be the best. He wants to win at everything. And I appreciate the honesty. Like when I asked him, what, you know, if, when you see the interviews come up, um, you'll, you'll, you'll see I ask him about who they want to play right away. He's, you know, without hesitation, he says LS. And he would prefer if Burton was back there with them this year so we could get one more crack at LS. Obviously, that's not going to happen as, uh, Ty Burton is uh, transferred to, back to IMG Academy, so he will not be playing for the Pioneers this year. Obviously, that's old news. Um, the LS will have their work cut out for him, um, but that you'll get to see those interviews on the website here. I would imagine, but hopefully, the end of this week, early next week, LL Media Day it was a great time. Much appreciated, John Walk and the LMP staff for the, uh, the festivities, the accommodations. Uh, me and uh, Coach Way, our fearless leader, we had a great time. We got to interview Hemfield, Manheim Township, McCaskey, both McCaskey's boys and girls, Cedar Crest, Penn Manor, um, Solanco. Who else did we interview? Manheim Central, Warwick, 
Conestoga Valley. You know, a lot of great interviews, a lot of good players. You know, LL basketball, I'm excited for. I won't, your boy won't be around as much for LL basketball coverage, you know, with the schedule and everything working out. Obviously, if you're not, if you're, you're not where I do live in Virginia, so I won't be there, but 717 will be represented for basketball throughout the year. Colin Richardson is back in the helm. Um, he is, you know, Hempfield's heart and blood. You know, I asked them specifically about, I asked uh, both uh, all the players, Pena, Troyer, and Michael Hester, Ben Troyer, that is, all, um, about him. They all sing Colin's praises. I won't, but, you know, he's a great kid. Um, I got Coach Edgar here coming on here any second, so I'm excited to have that my guy. He's in the waiting room, so I'm going to admit him in a second. Um, we have Coach George Edgar, Section 1 Coach of the Year. What's up, Coach? Hey, Carl, how you doing, man? I'm all right, man. Hey, I'm all right, man. It's just me today. My brother couldn't make it, but I, I appreciate you joining, man. Congratulations. Thank you. It means a lot. You know, you know how it is. Put a lot of time in. Yeah, man. You The first, last we had you on, it was right before your matchup against Manheim Township in the regular season. You guys took it to him in a thriller, and then you, you got Wilson in West Lawn bring Hempfield's first section title since 2005. Talk about your run, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was exactly that. It was a heck of a run. You know, I think uh, we knew going into the, the tough schedule we were going to have. Uh, we also knew, though, our, our pre-LL uh, League Section 1 schedule was going to prepare us for the, the LL League, you know, playing York and Central York and a good Dallastown team with arguably the best receiver, uh, you know, in the state. Right. Uh, and that did help us for Section 1 play, going against uh, – starting off with McCaskey, then going through and hitting the Townships and, and the Wilsons. But, you know, this, uh, you know, whatever year it is – uh, LL is going to be tough. You know that, uh, you know, Wilson Township, Cedar Crest, but Manor, all those teams are going to uh, have talented players and, and play hard. And uh, we were able to pull some some close ones out. You know, the Wilson one had a phenomenal drive that I think it was yeah. 17 uh, plays, like in eight minutes or something like that uh, to win. So that could have went either way. And the Township game could have obviously went either way with a missed field goal, you know, in the regular season, you know, which obviously they took it to us, uh, you know, to end our season. You know, but again, uh, we did a little things that we needed to during the regular season. And it's just very proud for the community to come away with uh, with the Section 1 championship for a long time, from a long time ago. Were you still at Manheim Township when Hempfield won the Section title in 05? Were you still playing there? I was not. You know, as they say, uh, uh, once you leave, good things happen. So I, I left and <laughs> the year after they uh, they did it with uh, with Jay. So, you know, I think Jay, Jay Ridinger uh, is the magic touch. Okay. Okay. Very good. Very good. Now let's talk, I mean, cause you guys, I mean, Hempfield just, I mean, they were littered with all conference selections. You know, we talk, I mean, I was just talking about Jackson Landis and his development um, and you know, your big time lot you know, defensively. It felt like it was half Hempfield guys. Talk about um, you guys were just littered with all conference selections. Talk more about your guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously when you win, it's usually cause you have very good players, you know, uh, that's how it tends to be. And, I think our guys got great representation, uh, you know, in, in the all-star or all-section selections. Uh, David Polly Polly obviously leading the way with uh, right. line of the year offensively and defensively. And, I mean, he's just a great kid. I just enjoy being around him, uh, you know. And then I'm glad Mike Schaefer got some love offensively because, you know, everybody talks about David. But, you know, uh, Mike is a huge part of what we do offensively. Again, as you mentioned, Jackson had a great year. Uh, but you usually have a great year when you have counterparts like uh, Stephen Ketch, Grant Hoover who are both named, you know, as a uh, as section one, uh, first team grand, section two, Stephen. Uh, and then Micah Gates, you know, was uh, Jackson's favorite target. Uh, and he's oh, yeah. section one um, receiver. So uh, that, that means a lot, you know, and then as you, you mentioned, defensively is where we really laid our hat, you know, and, and when Jay and I came into this, we, we said, you know, to win section one, you got to play good defense. You know, look at the Wilson teams right. that have done that year after year. Look at Manon Township that has done it year after year. You know, and then when Warwick was section one, they had good defenses when they won uh, section one. So we just said, look, that, that's, the, that's the proof in the pudding. Uh, and for our guys to get representation uh, means a lot because they played well. You know, Jacob Karkoska, Aiden Shorter, again, David up front, uh, Grant Hoover, at outside linebacker, you know, Brian Williams in the secondary. Uh, so it just it, it was important for us to to get recognized uh, because when you win the section, you obviously are going to think that you're going to get some people on, on the, the first team and second team. And we were very happy with it. And uh, I think that our guys were deserving. 
and I saw Dave, David got an, an, did you mention that like he was a, he was a USC guy or did we interview him? Cause he's a USC fan. I saw that offer came yeah. through. Is that yeah. like leaning him towards like going out to Cali? Uh, you know, who knows? I, I, really, I don't honestly know, but I, I know that USC was his dream school, you know, and I think because uh, he has family based out that way in the West. Yeah. Uh, I remember about a year ago, he was, uh, he said something like, man, it'd be cool to get an offer from USC. And again, he's, he's really the first big time prospect that I've coached. So, you know, I didn't really know the deal. Like, you know, could that be true? Uh, and then wouldn't you know, a year later it was true, you know, so it's kind of cool, not only for him going through it, but you know, our staff, uh, just to kind of go on the long ride with him and because he's such a great kid, you know, so I'm happy yeah. for him, but you know, truth be told, I think he visited Penn state quite a bit, you know, but I think he, he, um, <laughs> he'll go, uh, he'll go to the best fit for him and his family. So, okay. George, you want right, to say, like say hi, my, my youngest, uh, my oldest, all right. All right. He just, he walked away. <laughs> he walked oh, away. I wish my, my nine, my nine and six year old are at wrestling practice and I, otherwise I'd have them on here with me, coach. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome that they're doing that. You know, I love it. Yeah. Oh, it's a great developmental sport. That's great. And now coach, I, I know you, you you had a lot of seniors this year, but you know, like, like David's a junior, um, Jackson's a junior, correct. Um, who else do you have upcoming, coming back for, for next year to uh, possibly repeat as section champs? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we're going to have to do quite a bit uh, to replace guys that we lost. You know, uh, Jay and I talked, and we're going to lose, quote-unquote, 10 guys on defense. You know, only, uh, only David is coming back. Uh, so secondary, okay. all linebackers, two defensive ends, although David plays out there as well. You right. Know, we're going to lose a lot on, uh, on defense. Uh, but obviously, David will be the mainstay, you know, on defense and on offensive line. Uh, but coming back, we do have more guys on offense. We have Michael Schaefer. We have Q Sneed. So we have from center to the left side back. And that's always good. Uh, then obviously, as you mentioned, Jackson's back. Uh, Micah Gates is back. So, you know, offensively, we're going to have to do our part next year with the experience that we have coming back. Uh, but as you mentioned, you know, if you really want to be a true contender, I don't know how Wilson does it. You know, every year they lose oh. 10 guys. Uh and they're back again. And the same thing with Manhattan Township. Mark's done a great job. Uh, and we all know that they're going to be the favorite next year, as they should be. You know, they return everybody. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we're just hoping that we have a great offseason and can compete next year. I think we can. That's awesome, Coach. That's I mean, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, Colin, Colin, you know, Colin Richardson has followed you guys throughout. And he, you know, following his texts and his phone calls, I feel like I'm there because he's so into the games and everything, too. So, it's been a been a fun fun ride for you guys. Unfortunately, you know, came to an end a couple weeks ago. And we had a uh, Hayden on Hayden Johnson on right before that game, and I didn't ask him this obviously, but you know, it's so hard to beat a team, especially somebody like Township, a bit rival twice. Uh, I mean, we don't have to talk about that game if you don't want to. That's you know, unfortunate for your season to come to an end, but. You know, you saw it last week, man. I'm Township beating Harrisburg earlier in the year, and they went to Harrisburg this week, and obviously wasn't the same story. Like, I mean, do people not realize like how tough it is to beat a team twice. I don't care what like level talent they have. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I don't mind talking about it. It's therapeutic, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, it is. Okay, good. I haven't really, you know, it honestly, it's bothered me. You know, as you as you can imagine, uh, you know, because you try to think, what well, what would you do differently? Like, why did we play so poorly? Why did we coach so poorly? Like, why was it such a, a bad outing? You know, and some of the credit obviously goes to Manhattan Township. You know, they're a very good team. Uh, they played yeah. very well. Uh, obviously, they wanted it. You know, they came to play. You know, but in terms of beating a team twice, I, I do think that you know. And, and you played and you get it. I think on paper that 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 does make sense, but really it just comes down to do, do you play well? And we didn't, you know, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't anything like we didn't approach it any differently. You know, that's one thing that we try to harp on is that whether it's, uh, you know, the postseason, whether it's regular season or whether it's the spring practice, I mean, we're just going to play ball as hard as we can. You know, that, that's always the, the mindset, you know, but uh, again, it just, it didn't come together, you know, and uh, it's disappointing, no doubt, but, you just got to rack your brain and, and try to improve upon that and learn from that experience uh, to hopefully change it, you know, but Hayden, he, he played a great game and he really played well down the stretch. Uh, you know, and then obviously, as you mentioned, Township ran into who personally I thought was the best team in the district, you know, uh, Harrisburg yeah. returning everybody from a year ago. Uh, they beat us a year ago. And I think walking off that field, I, we said as coaches, 
you know, they're going to be back again. So if we, if we want to do this, you're going to have to beat Harrisburg. And no one did, you know, so uh, here they are going in state college and one of them is going to play for a state championship. So that's pretty cool for them. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm, you know, personally, you know, I, you know, being local, I'm pulling for Harrisburg. I, I just want like, I watched them earlier this year against Man on Town when they lost Man on Town. So they lost that game because of special teams. I mean, it seems like they've gotten that somewhat together. Um, Harris, it's just funny because like Harrisburg has 30 kids and they're all dudes. But I feel like they don't practice special teams at all. Is that something you look at as an opposing coach that you got to take advantage of? Because their special teams are, been, for the most part of the year, been terrible. Yeah, I mean, you, you try when you're playing against Harrisburg, a team like that, you know they're explosive and they're they're just so good uh, and can make plays at any point in time. Uh, so you try to get your wins where you can, and I agree with you. You know, special teams is something that you try to poke holes in. You know, but in saying that, they're just so dangerous and explosive that you know uh, when I was watching the Township game, I saw I could be wrong here, but second quarter maybe punt return for for touchdown. Right. You know? Right. And uh, almost puked because that was us last year. Uh, that was us. Uh, <laughs> uh, kid uh, number four again took a punt return early in the game. I think it was their first touchdown against us uh, for a, for a long punt return touchdown. And you know, as you said, you want to take advantage of it, but you know, here you are then losing that battle. So yeah. You know, we were where a township was before where like, you know, we, we need to win this. Uh-oh, well, we didn't win this, and now we're not winning offense, and now we're not winning defense. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, so I do think it's going to be a battle. State College beat Harrisburg the first time. Right. As, as we know, though, that means nothing. Right. <laughs> uh, Absolutely, Coach. So Absolutely. But I'm, I'm going to try to track that game. Is that at State College? No, that's at – where's that game at? Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm going to just guess and say maybe Altoona. Like, I, I don't know. That seems like kind of where the – yeah. Uh, where, but I think that's where Cocalico is, though. So maybe that doesn't make sense. But I don't think it's at State College. I think it's more at a neutral site. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Speaking of Cocalico, I was covering their game where they went into Exeter and, you know, shocked the whole state, quite frankly. Um, were you, I know you guys faced Exeter earlier this year. Were you as stunned as we were as writers? I mean, about at that outcome? Uh, yes and no. You know, yes, because when we played Exeter, uh, they were that good. You know, we, we walked away saying, man, that is a state championship caliber team, big up front, nasty, yeah. uh, can can move the ball at will. You know, we had some success in the past game. So, you know, if anybody was like, hey, what's the chink in their armor? You know, we might have said, hey, attack their secondary. You know, and when you look at it, you think that's not what Calico does. <laughs> so, right, right. Uh, I was, Throw three I, times a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, you know, that, that you know, matchup-wise, it's going to get interesting. Uh, but, you know, to answer your question, that was the yes part. But then the no part was Brian's a great coach. You know, yeah. we actually uh, scheduled a game against them at the end of the COVID year. We picked it up and went against them. And, uh, you know, he, he just does a great job. That offense, if they get rolling, it's tough to stop. Uh, I followed it cause I don't believe there was a live stream, but I saw they hit a touchdown pass early, you know? Uh, yeah. and when, when they do that, you know, you know, it's going to be a long day for the other team's defense. And then, uh, obviously defensively, they, they really came together and it's kind of like the same thing in basketball. I know you're a sports guy, like, uh, yeah. Madness, that a team that gets hot, you know, wins it. And this team is hot. That is an understatement coach. They were the first 12 seed to win districts. And I was on their sideline for most of the game and, and you could tell they 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 had a game plan early and like their first drive coach they they went like 75 yards and 16 plays Steffi capped it off with a touchdown run um they're up seven nothing and nearly the whole first quarter is gone that's that was just went right into what they wanted to execute they executed coaches strolls game plan to 100 percent now it was stunning stunning yeah. but i'm happy for him i'm very happy for him too he's a great guy he does it the right way you know, and I think it's pretty cool and it's a learning lesson for everybody, no matter who you are, that uh, if you develop a good game plan, if the players 100 percent buy in, you know, why not? Yeah. You know, why not in high school football? Yeah, 100 percent, coach. Um, now, I heard uh, my, my, my good one of my best friends, Coach Bose, he's the offense coordinator at Penn Manor. He called me yesterday. He was so fired up about your your acceptance speech, um, Coach. I, I mean, it's getting rave reviews, Coach. Uh, tell, I wish I could have been there. Tell, tell me about what, what, when your speech, because like, you're getting rave reviews from it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just first started off thanking everybody in the in the section, just how honored we are to coach at Section 1. We really are. I mean, if you think about the guys in it, you know, you start with Doug. Doug's been there and done that. Uh, and then Mark. You know, Mark has been there and done that, won a district. 
championship uh, has done a great job with Manhattan Township and Brew and everybody else, you know. So I thank them, gave a lot of love to all the other coaches there because, you know, they're just – I tried to mention that they're not just good coaches, they're good people, you know, and Brian's a good example of yeah. that. You know, and then I just Absolutely. talked about – uh, the players, you know, you don't win war awards and sections like that without the players. You know, I know they're not there, but it was important for me to mention it, you know, and then I think what you're, you're talking about is I just talked about how proud we were as a staff, the way we did it. You know, the idea that uh, in this day and age, you got tons of schools, private, public, whatever, that are reaching out to yeah, other sure. kids, other kids, uh, you know, are, are going to schools within the league. Uh, you know, some of that is unsolicited. You know, some of that is, you know, hey, this school's very good. I know they're very good. I'm going to go there. You know, and some of it probably uh, is solicited by coaches. You know, there's no doubt in my mind, you know, uh, that that happens. I think you know that. I think everybody knows that. You know, and I think um, the best thing for every th- for everybody is if that doesn't happen. You know, uh, this right. is college, you know, uh, college it's legal and you do that and you and your livelihood depends on that but here you know uh hopefully we do it for community and getting kids that that grow up uh you know through the youth programs and things of that nature you know now in saying that i will say that david moved in here uh as a ninth grader david poly poly (laughs) if you want to give me credit for recruiting him from alaska you know uh give me that he's from alaska you know so you can uh You can say Pennsylvania. That that's a great question. His mom got a job here, so his mom got a job in PA. So whole family moved. Uh, and I always talk to Matt Wagaman. He's he's a sports guy, local guy. He was a freshman coach at the time. And like okay. maybe, maybe a week before the season started, we had a summer workouts, and I said, you know, who's that? He's like, oh, that's. Uh, I think he might have called him Pale Pale. He's like, oh, that's that's Pale Pale. And I was like, that's a big boy. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. You know, he just moved in. I don't really know much about him. So like halfway through the year, I'm like, you sandbagged me. I'm like, we should have brought him up, you know, and you're like, oh, that's we don't so really know who he is. Uh, so, but in saying that, that, that's what I think, uh, you know, that I tried to address, uh, you know, that again, Doug, uh, or excuse me, uh, Dave Hahn pointed it out with, with Bishop McDevitt, you know, that's a different animal. Yeah. You know, He was quoted on that too in the paper. Yeah. Yeah, and again, private schools are are different. I will say McDevitt kind of goes beyond that, just recruiting to stay alive. Uh, but uh, I get, yeah, I get you know the, the schools like the little schools like Lancaster Catholic. I mean, you got to have enrollment, you got to have people. So so yeah. I get it, you know. But what I'm talking about is the idea of doing things that that maybe you know uh, maybe that one shouldn't do, you know, to try to to get an unfair advantage. And again, we're all competitive and we all want to win. Uh, but I just tried to mention that I'm just really happy that we had guys that bought in for three years and it paid off because it doesn't always work like that. Might not next year. Yeah, well, that's well said, Coach. Now, are you good now? And the season's over. Are you, you and the is your wife still coaching right now? Is her season over? Are you guys going to have some some downtime, or is, is the grind never stopped for you? Uh, yeah, her season ended just around the same time as mine. So actually my parents are coming over Friday and we're going out to eat, you know, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. So, but you, you Where know, are you going? Uh, we are going to, uh, what's it called? It's, uh, blue collar. It's going to be, it's right by oh. four seasons. It's, it's a new place. Uh, nice. I think it's not new, but it's relatively new compared to, you know, other places, but you ever been? I have not. I'm not I'm not classy enough like you, Coach. So, you know. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not classy, but I'll, I'll say this is that uh, what you guys do is tremendous because, you know, you talk about me having a night off. You were at Cocalico. You had to drive home. You know, you had a later night than I did. So your season was the longest out of all of ours. You know what I mean? And and it's probably still going. You're probably going to still cover somebody soon. So, you know, I yeah, we got that. basketball coming up, too. We're already having meetings about that. But now that, that it's it's I mean, got people like you, Coach, and. Uh, we had Coach Troy from Reading on earlier. You know, yeah, you make right it so so uh, so easy to root for. This is a this is a pl- pleasure what we get to do, and I sincerely mean that. I appreciate the the kind words. What um what does the off season entail now? Do you already are the I bet the kids are already back in the gym. Yeah, it's 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 crazy because you know you you want kids to be kids. So what we try to do is try to get two weeks. You know, so two weeks uh, would be up on Monday. So we are back in the weight room on Monday. And then we try to tailor it. We go, uh, you know, two, three, four times a week. So we start off kind of going two times a week. Then as we progress into to January, three times, and then we get to, to four times a week lifting, uh, you know, and uh, that gets us all the way towards spring ball. And then we try to do spring ball in, in May. 
And then, uh, you know, obviously in the summer, that's when we, we uh, continue to lift, but we do the seven old sevens and the on field stuff. Uh, and then before you know it, it's August. So uh, you get it, you know how it goes, but you know, we are going to start back up on Monday as I'm sure most, most teams are already either back in the weight room or are getting close to it. Uh, but again, there's that balance between you don't want to overwork kids, but you also know that Wilson's in the weight room, man, on townships in the weight room, you know, uh, Cedar Crest, Pemana, Redding, McCaskey, uh, all your yeah. opponents are. So if you're not doing it, you know, uh, it's not going to go well for you in August. Uh, it's well said coach. Well, congr- you know, I'll let you go. I know you want to spend those precious moments before your kiddos go to bed. So I appreciate you, uh, taking the time and congrats again. And, you know, this is not because you agreed to come on the last minute, but you know, well-deserved honors for the section one coach of the year. Congrats, man. Hey, thank you. Thank you as always, uh, for, for having me. Uh, I love the way you guys are treating Colin. He's a great kid. No, you know? I won't tell him that, but he is a great kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, in all honesty, he's so positive that, you know, yeah. I, felt, I felt it as a coach that it was like, I didn't want to disappoint him either. You know, I know he wanted us to win. You know, I know he, he was <laughs> on the ride. So uh, he would even come to our practices. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. He loves it. He's, he's, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's people he's like a great him. kid. And he was heartbroken after you guys lost. And I felt I felt it for him because, you know, I know he's covering games as a writer, but I could feel, you know, his passion after his loss. And so, but. You know, I appreciate you guys, you know, being so nice to him and the 717 as a whole, man. And we're pulling for you, coach, and, you know, all the best. And have fun Friday night, man. Thank you, and, and you as well. And I, I pull for 717. I love what you guys are doing. Uh, I always listen to all the podcasts and, and get out there on social media. I always like like and retweet. I actually stay off I know you media. do. You're the man. Uh, <laughs> I, I do apologize because during the season, I do stay off social media. So the only thing that I like and retweet right. is player, uh, player uh, highlight films. But yeah. now that the season's over, I've been liking and retweeting everything from several. I know you have. <laughs> that, 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 that means the world, Coach. That means the world. All, all the best this offseason. If I don't get a chance to talk to you, you, to you and your family, happy holidays. Likewise. Take care and tell your brother I said hello. I will, Coach. You have a good one. Congrats again. Thank you. That was Coach Edgar, Section 1 Coach of the Year. You heard it here first. He is uh, pumped up about Hempfield season now, but, you know, as, as a father of two, two young boys myself, I can tell, you know, he has plans Friday night with his, uh, with his wife to go for dinner. That's a big deal. So I'm happy for him, happy for their success and the way, you know, Hempfield, like most schools have treated us as a site. So that's been great. Uh, special thanks to coach George Egger, uh, all the LL Burke section one coach of the year. And by all accounts, his speech, was uh, through the roof. So if you guys don't know, Coach Bose is the offensive coordinator at Penn, Penn Manor. He's been my best friend since we were 14. He calls me up, and he it, this Coach Bose leads Penn Manor blue and gold. And he calls me up right after his speech, right after the, the ceremony, and you, I could hear and feel the, the passion coming out of his his uh, voice when, he, when, our, when we, we recapped everything about basically what Coach Edgar had to say. Um, and that takes a lot for him because Coach Bosa knows, you know, he loves Penn Manor. He he like he talks up Penn Manor more than anything. So for him to give Coach Ager, the head coach of Hempfield, kudos he did, you know, Coach Ager's speech just rocked. You know, from you know, hundred percent was awesome. So special thanks to him for joining Coach Ager, and congrats to him and Hempfield on their great season. Thanks. Uh, Join the show on last minute notice. Uh, once again, thanks to Coach Troy Gagne from Reading. He recapped uh, the Red Knights season and what their offseason entails. Um, but check us out here shortly. We should have uh, some basketball po- preview posts coming up. And uh, Coach Way and I, we're at LL Media Day. Those videos will be up soon. So thanks again for all your support. It means the world. To all the conference selectors, selections, all the not, uh, inductees, or I don't even know what the stupid proper term is. Congrats to all of them. All well-deserved. A um, couple I want to point out. Noah Rohr, uh, first-team linebacker for Donegal. He's a stud. You know, he's starting basketball season. Congrats to him. Who else do I want to give kudos to? Uh, Julian LaRue, second-team D-lineman for Manheim Township. Look out for Manheim Township. They're going to be really good next year. They return almost everybody, and they'll get a healthy Nick Good back. So congrats to Mr. LaRue, Matthew Ramos. Friend of the show, honorable mention, uh, 
for Section 1. And McCaskey's quarterback, he, we had him on earlier. You know, he Red Moss had a great year. I don't care what the record shows. He was dealt an empty cupboard, and he made uh, chicken S in the chicken salad. I'm not going to say because, you know, I know a lot of high school kids listen. Red Moss, congrats to him. Xavier Gates as well, you know, tough linebacker from McCaskey. He had all-conference honors. Uh, who else am I missing? Andre Weidman, running back, Section 3 running back of the year, friend of the show. He was outstanding. Um, you know, congrats to him. Hayden Johnson, you know, been saying about this kid for a couple years. I was on him first, and I was right about him. He was a Section 1 quarter, uh, first-team quarterback in a loaded section with a lot of good quarterbacks. I mean, the fact that he was first team over guys like Jackson Landis, Eli Warfel, and Ratsy Ramosh and Amir Birdie, um says a lot about his talent. So congrats to him. Uh, congrats to everybody that was that was selected, and congrats to all the coaches, uh, Coach Edgar for Section 1, um, Coach Bauer for Exeter, Section 2, Coach of the Year. Section 3 is uh, my guy, Coach Tony Cox for Solanco, well-deserved. For Section 4, we had um, Coach Wolfram. I'm from Wyoming, no surprise there, um, but shout-out to Coach Stroll for Calico. He's having an awesome year, and they're so fun to root for. Uh, in Section 5, Coach uh, Coach Gingrich uh, from Anvil Cleona won the, won the award, so congrats to him. Uh, but shout-out to Coach Myrino from Lancaster Catholic. He did a phenomenal job this year. It's, only, it's his third year at the helm at Lancaster Catholic, and he won a section title for the first time in many years, but he also had a regular undefeated regular season, um, which you know, we, we recapped a lot of with Lancaster Catholics. So a special kudos to Coach Marino um, for his great run with the Crusaders. So thanks again, as always. This, your support means the world. Kids, if you're listening, please tag our site at 717 underscore sports. We will retweet you. We'll tag schools. You know, We want to help you get to the next level and stay tuned. Tune as uh, the now as the regular seat as the football season winds down, basketball season is heating up. We'll have the videos posted here shortly. Thanks again, everybody, and have a great night.